Hey, everybody. Good uh, morning. I am your host, Felipe. You're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. And with me, as always, it's Sean Flannery. Sean, how are you doing this morning? I am good. We are here. I am having to recreate some of my little uh, prospect leaderboards. Uh, they were ready, prepped, and ready to go for the show. And then Google decided it did not like me. So we had to do a quick reboot, get the stream back up and going. And uh, now I'm typing as I'm talking. So I'll give it right back to you. Sure. Yeah, I can stall for a little bit. But yeah, we're going to last week we talked about uh, minor league hitters that kind of caught our eye, whether it was for uh, their tools that they possess or I don't know, I, I, I left it open. And then personally, I just went onto the minor league leaderboards and I just saw whoever had the best stats. And then, well, of course, the problem with that is that there's a lot of flukiness going on and you still got to narrow it down because there's a lot of good minor league players out there. But we are trying to end of the game, end of the uh, end of the day. We're trying to figure out which players could we see uh, making an impact in Major League Baseball. And of course, selfishly for our fantasy baseball teams. And we're going to be doing the same thing for the minor league pitchers as well. So this week we have a list of 12 minor league pitchers. We're going to try to get through in a quick manner. Again, uh, I forgot to mention, but Austin is on vacation uh, last week and this week so hopefully we'll get him back next week i hope he you know what happens sean is that you get used to it right you get used yeah. to sleeping in on sunday morning especially him he's a teacher so he gets up super <laughs> duper early um well i guess he has nothing better to do he gets up early anyway so hey austin get back here bring your ass back here <laughs> i mean i i wake up at 3 30 every day and then on come sundays i wake up it'll be like two or three i'll, I'll turn off my alarms i'll push the alarms back to like six seven but I'm, I'm still waking up at my body's like, okay, it's four o'clock in the morning. Get up. And I'm like, get no, <laughs> mm. nothing. A little coffee can't fix. So that uh, we're thankful for that. But yeah, man, uh, thanks for accommodating me. I got some big things happening today and I needed uh, to get up earlier than usual. So here we go. I got the screen up and ready for people to share or for me to share with the people. And uh, are you ready to talk about Hayden Wesneski or should I stall and talk about Max? Meyer? You you go Max Meyer first. All right. Well, the ironic thing is I put your name first because I was going to start with you first. But I oh, that's God. Fine. oh, no, that's fine. We're, that's fine. we're all Ma- out of order. <laughs> Max Meyer, um, who's again, we're, we're a very selfish show. We're a very self-aggrandizing show. Max Meyer is on my fantasy uh, baseball team uh, for the Baseball Life League. And uh, let's see, he uh, is 23 years old, currently in AAA, little guy, six foot, 196 pounder, uh, right-handed pitcher, the 58th ranked player in the Fangraphs top 100 with an ETA of 2022, which is ironic because the Marlins have already have a, a, a slew of young pitchers in their rotation already as it is. So uh, how are they going to make room for him? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Well, I'm going to, I, you know, I, sh- I forgot to open up. Uh, the roster resource page to let me to let us know about the uh, current uh, major I, league rosters. Go ahead. I can fill you in about how they work him in. They either go to a six man rotation Ugh. or Eliezer Hernandez goes to the bullpen. There you go. Uh, because seven, basically seven. everybody else, Trevor Rogers has had some early season struggles, but he just had a pretty good start last night. If I re- remember looking at the box scores correctly, uh, he, or when I looked, he was like through five innings had eight strikeouts. I think only gave up one run. Uh, but Eliezer Hernandez definitely the the one on the chopping block if Max Meyer were to come up. And uh, Sixto Sanchez is still lurking around, isn't he? Uh, I think he's just started throwing. Uh, it, uh, if I if see, he has, I, I mean he he's in like that kind of organizational purgatory because not only is he coming back from injury, but the organization hasn't heard from him really much. 
he oh. hasn't really listened, I guess, when they were trying to get him to rehab. Uh, but I don't think the the Marlins are going to rush Meyer. I, I think they want to give Eliezer a chance. He's pitched for them solid before. And Meyer is coming off his worst start of the year so far. Um, just on, I believe it was Thursday. Yeah. I don't care, man. He needs to be brought up. <laughs> oh, oh, he has a, a, it's an outrageous slider. He faced uh, the Mets in spring training and it was like just silliness. Yeah. Uh, that is the thing that uh, Scott's are in love with, along with the, you know, the little, he's a, uh, has a small stature, but he comes with a big fastball for his size and it, gets up into the high 90s but you're right the slider is the thing that scouts talk about it is graded at 60 out of a 70 right now uh no curve uh that was graded but the, he does have a change up is that this is kind of still a work in progress command is kind of a still a work in progress but it's supposed to be graded at, at a at a very good 50 grade eventually future value also 50 grade and again these are the grades uh, that are what done out of a out of an 80 grade scale yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, I, I think they're subjective. So whoever is the one evaluating is doing the um, subjective report card there. Uh, currently has a, a, a FIP of pie. And I don't know if that accounts for that. I always should. It should account for that bad start because I just uh, gathered the numbers recently. And uh, I, I included whip on this one. Uh, so he's uh, has a whip below one. And here's what I wrote about him. Little guy with big arm, great control and racks up the strikeouts, induces a lot of grounders. He has a marvelous slider. And uh, you already talked about him, uh, yeah. you know, making room for him for the Marlins. I, I, I think Elysia Hernandez should be the first to go, if not Trevor Rogers. Uh, Trevor Rogers has not looked the same like he did last year when he looked very promising. And this year he's kind of uh, – I'm pretty sure a lot of people have a little bit of regret drafting him this season. I, I, I'm, I'm still uh, holding on Trevor Rogers. I, I didn't draft him that many places, but I think the one or two teams I did have him on, like – I was like, okay, this is going to be like my one B guy. Um, and like you said, it is off to a slow start. And he had a, kind of a slow end last year. So yeah. um, he, he had missed that time with COVID. And then he had the kind of the family emergency mm-hmm. list. And he, he never really got back from that. But uh, we'll see. I mean, Trevor Rogers is still only 24 years old. And his first, you know, real season was great. And it was a lot of innings for him too. That was that was a big jump in innings. So we'll just have to see how he responds. Yeah, and just whatever it takes to get Max Meyer up. That's all I care about. <laughs> just to bring him up. <laughs> anything so, for Max Meyer. Anything for Max Meyer. So that's Max Meyer. So that yeah, that's a more of a well-known uh, prospect, regardless. And he should be uh, gobbled up in a lot of leagues. Uh, yeah. Especially in keeper leagues, even in short-term keeper leagues, definitely in dynasty league, he should be rostered like almost 100 percent in dynasty leagues i would imagine yeah um just because of upside and potential but uh you know when i when i was filtering through the minor league uh statistics over at the uh, fan graphs like serendipity man max meyer was uh, near the top of the list and he was one of the few names last names were men uh, last names remaining on that list uh and guys that i you know i are you, are you ready to talk about your, your guy now? or No, you, you, no I, I mean, I, I'm good, but you, I thought you just wanted to keep going. No, I wanted <laughs> to transition to uh, Hayden Wisniewski, which is oh, your yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which um, 
I, you know, I just heard him on several podcasts after not hearing about him. And then next thing you know, Sean's like, oh, my guy's going to be Hayden Wisniewski, uh, who's a Yankees farmhand, triple A, age 24, 6'3", 210 pounder, throws right-handed, the 19th best prospect for the Yankees, but he's not on the top 100 uh, for the fan graphs. Uh, ETA is for this season, 2022, uh, decent fastball, good slider. Uh, you know, we just talked about Max Meyer being 60 out of 70. Well, Hayden Wisniewski is a 60 out of 60. Uh, Changeup is uh, a work in progress. Command is already there at 50-50 with a future value of 40 plus. There's his FIP, which is at 285, along with a microscopic uh, 0.86 minor league baseball whip. Here's what I wrote about him. Good control, productive in second year in AAA. Strikeouts are relatively low, but has shown ability to induce grounders in the past stops in his, in the minor league, uh, prof, uh, in his minor league career. What else do you need to add about Hayden Wisniewski? It's a, a very similar, you know, it's not a flashy profile or anything. Um, you know, Fangraphs and one of their little write-ups about him, uh, they, they refer to him as a kitchen sink righty. And anytime I see, you know, a 6-2, 6-3 kitchen sink righty, I think of a guy who was on the bump last night for the Mets. And, and they talk about how uh, Wisniewski, who used to be like a low slot arm guy, and now uh, he's got a lot of the um, – kind of the scapular movement that a lot of the Yankees guys have been, they've tried to build their guys to have. Um, but Chris Bassett, you know, I, I see a fastball. I see a slider. I see a changeup. I see a cutter, all pitches that Bassett has. I, I see a solid ground ball rate. Um, I don't know. He He's not like, you know, the most, like I said, flashy pitching prospect, but I think he's one of those that, maybe gets overlooked just because he isn't the flashy prospect. And yet he's the guy that comes up and he eats some innings. He, he pitches well and he, he doesn't hurt you. Um, right. And even if he goes to the bullpen, you know, maybe the, the velo ticks up even more. Uh, the fastball usually sits 92, 95, mainly a two seamer, but the, the four seamer, he has two distinct uh, fastballs there. Uh, the four seamer does, get hit with a little bit more uh well doesn't get hit with more velocity but it gains more velocity uh compared to the two seamer but i'm sure that two seamer is more of a the the ground ball pitch Uh, and then of course the cutter and the changeup. so interesting but not the most spectacular prospect with triple a you really took like two of the the top guys i I didn't want to pick them i thought that was too easy I was like, yeah. I, I want to go find me a random. <laughs> and no, I, I found I found two skis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I remember that uh, that I forgot what I think it was rates and barrels that they were talking about with Snesky and Chibuki and and I, I'm like, wait, who are these guys? I haven't heard about them. And then next thing you know, Sean's like, hey, these are my guys that I'm gonna talk about. I don't know if that was by design or if you heard the same podcast no, I heard. I, I, I haven't listened to their uh, their show in a couple of weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, that's Hayden Wisniewski. Um, and yeah, you're right. I did pick the easy guys, Max Meyer and Grayson Rodriguez, but I've been on that Grayson Rodriguez train for a while now. Yeah. Uh, and Max Meyer is like um, on my fantasy team right now in the Baseball Life League. But honestly, when I when I filtered it, I wasn't expecting to uh, see the two top starting pitching prospects. It just happened because they're having such great uh, starts to the, to the minor league season. And I, I, I just couldn't justify not talking about these two guys, which, you know, in the past when I did it this way, I mean, I'll tell you, we, we did it this last time. Uh, this is a different spreadsheet now. And uh, 
Let's go back. Here we go. I mean, these are the guys that we talked about last year in AAA. Uh, these guys in blue right here uh, who had very low FIPs, uh, which is the field independent pitching. And for those who don't know, that's what in, in, in the dumbest way I can explain. It's the uh, strikeouts, walks, home runs that are given up by a pitcher. And we're pretending that there's no defense behind him to bail him out. And Aaron Ashby was the guy who showed up, which I've never heard of Aaron Ashby until I did this exercise with you last year. And Joe Ryan. And Joe Ryan was the big ones. And, and Joe Ryan is off to a, an awesome start. Yeah. So, and he was a 45 value, future value guy with uh, very little fanfare. Uh, and then now Kyle Bradish, who I was just listening to the, uh, the fan graphs one with uh, Justin Mason, right? Yeah. And Paul, Justin, Paul Spore. And the infamous Paul Spore. And they were talking about Kyle Bradish uh, being a guy you should go pick up right now because he's about to have two starts. Unfortunately, it's against the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'd be rushing to go get a two starts versus those two teams. That's what I'm thinking. But they made a case where, like, well, he just struck out 11 guys. So why not go for that strikeout potential? Because he's has shown that in the past. Um Although this is what I wrote about him, Kyle Bradish, decent strikeout rate, terrible control, ERA over five. So, but the, the FIP is why I picked them in there. So yeah. I figure, all right, so that's the FIP, right? And when I did it, and I also another thing I did was that I, I think I did it by age as well. So I, I think I only did um, the uh, age twenty five or lower. Yeah, but that's still, I mean, twenty Myers twenty three, Rodriguez is twenty two, and. Basically, I just wanted to showcase that the hype is being met with the productivity with these two guys. So let's talk about Grayson Rodriguez, 6'5", 220, probably the best minor league prospect pitching prospect right yeah. now. I, I, uh, I would definitely agree with you. Yeah, well, not just me, but industry standard, Sean, industry standard. That's what everybody's saying about him. Uh, number two prospect for the Orioles. Number three overall in the Fangraphs top 120. Uh, ETA 2023. But man, I don't know. He needs to, he too needs to be called up like right now, I think. Uh, not right now, right now, but this season, sometime in June or July. It's just, it gets to a point where what else do you have to prove in the minor leagues? And might as well get that experience in right now for the Orioles who. Yeah. What you're gonna throw out Spencer Watkins every five days? Is that what you want to do? Uh, Tyler gotta build Wells. that. Got to build that trade value. <laughs> well, for Spencer Watkins. Oh Come yeah, I, I I think the funniest thing with Grayson Rodriguez to me is when you pull up his Fangraphs page and you see seventy grade fastball, seventy grade slider, sixty grade curveball, seventy grade changeup with eighty potential, sixty grade cutter, and I'm just like, what in the world? It's not. It, it's like he's from outer space or something, and yeah. and there it is. Uh, there's the great 70-70 for fastball. Sean just mentioned the seventy slider. Um, the changeup is dynamic. Command is still a work in progress, but he'll get there. Sixty-five future value with a FIP of two and a WHIP of one. Here's what I wrote about him. Sean mentioned the sixty-grade cutter has dominated at every stop in the minors. He is a future Cy Young winner. Uh, and that is according to, um, oh, shoot, I forgot who wrote that uh, blurb about him, but that's what they wrote about him um, in the in his report is that he's a future Cy Young winner. And with the tools that his possession, he, it's hard to argue. I mean, the, 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 uh, Sean, this has got to be the best prospect report grades I've ever seen out of Fangraphs in a very long time. I don't remember who had it better than 
Grayson Rodriguez. Can you name a guy? Uh, on the pitching side? On the pitching side, yeah. Uh, like Because I, I, I know Wander Franco was like up there and Vlad was. Uh, but on the pitching side, I want to say like maybe they had Gore to 65 too. Oh, my uh, God. Right here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, but to go along with the 70 fastball slider, I, I've never seen so many 70s. And and even an, I don't think I've ever seen an 80 potential changeup in my life uh, out of the Fangraphs uh, minor league boards here. I thought you used to be able to pull up the years past grades of players. on. Where do I do that? Because now Gore's at a 50. But I want to say that there was a time where I think they had both his slider and curveball as like a 70 to go mm-hmm. with his 60 fastball. And I think they, it was like 50 out of 55 command. But um, yeah, I mean, um, Gore's off to a nice little start to his major league career after, you know, basically plummeting <laughs> off the face of prospect rankings. Uh, <laughs> but he's not on this list because he's already in the majors. But yeah. if, I, if I can find it, I want to say Mackenzie Gore had like a super high um, scouting score from uh, Fangraphs. Maybe not like uh, Grayson Rodriguez, but it was pretty close. Oh shit! Oh, sorry for swamp. I just found the the 2020 <laughs> updated list on the board on their uh, big minor league uh, prospects board. Yeah, yeah, he's at he's at 70 future value, but the fastball isn't as high. The slider isn't very high compared uh, yeah. to Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I just I, I found it right here. Yeah, um, but the fastball was so dynamic because it's it sits at a high ni- high 90s that they gave him a 70 grade. Um, maybe Casey Mize because of that uh, split finger uh, pitch that he had. Yeah, so even – okay, so he topped out at 60 grade on those pitchers uh, in the 2020 report. Um, yeah. That's but, interesting. But, again, it's it, it, outside of the split finger, there's nothing that Casey Mize has in his report card that comes close to Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, so, uh, well, which which year is that for Casey Mize 2019? This is the 2020 updated uh, list. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of looking around to see if I find it. Let's see how. Yeah, it's funny because because that splitter is just kind of, I, I, it's never developed. I, I wish you would throw yeah. it more, but he doesn't. Yeah, and I'm I'm at the 2017 report to see if anything's there. Well, uh, Alex Reyes, maybe. <laughs> oh God. And, and and unfortunately, let me see. Can I? There's our future value. Oh, there is future value here. Wow, Alex Reyes, 2017 report is the highest graded pitcher here. Uh, what do they have him as a total of? I don't. I, I just see his his uh, stats. Um, uh, a total of what? I'm sorry. No, uh, like his uh scouting score. I see it's like a 70 grade fastball, 60 grade curveball. Oh, uh, it's in the summary. Um, oh. When you go into the summary, oh, there's 65 okay. future yeah, yeah, value. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what? Lucas Giolito's at 60. Francis Martez. Yadier Alvarez. Anderson Espinoza also at 60. Anderson Espinoza. Yeah. That's a name. Oh, two time Tommy John suspension. Oh, God. Y- Yadier yeah. Alvarez. Oh, geez. Francis and- Martez suspension. And Giolito graded a, a 60-60 fastball, 60-70 curveball. Oh, and he doesn't even throw the curveball anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the slider's not as high. The changeup's not as high. And I think that's the changeup's is bread and butter now, isn't it? Yeah, it's his main pitch. Golly, it just, just goes to show you that nothing's guaranteed. Maybe Michael Kopech at 70-70 fastball, 50-60 slider. And it's, again, the 2017 report, 40, 45-60 changeup. 
But again, it's not, these aren't anywhere close to Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, let me just move up to 2018 and see if I like anything there. You Walker like Shohei Otani. <laughs> in in uh, the 2017 report, Walker uh, Bueller was a 50 future value, which was behind names like Jarrell Cotton, um, <sighs> Johander Mendez out of the Ooh. Texas system. Oh, don't trust any Rangers uh, pitchers, man. Jose DeLeon, Mitch Keller, oh, Colby Allard. It. All You're of these me. guys were listed ahead of Walker Colby Bueller. Allard? Colby Allard. He sucks. What are you talking about? It, 55 future value. Robert Gazelman, 55 future value. Riley Pint, 55 future value. Walker Bueller, 50. Well, <laughs> Jack Flaherty, Jack Flaherty, 50. 2018 report, uh, Shohei Otani with the 80-grade fastball and decent sliders at 55-60, decent curveball at 50-50. Again, this is not Grayson Rodriguez close to uh, levels of grading here. Forrest Whitley in the 2018 report, 70 fastball, 55-60 slider, 60-60 curveball. So maybe he comes close, and we all know what happened to Forrest Whitley yeah. at this point. So, um, I mean, I, I thought Mackenzie Gore is about to go the way of Forrest Whitley, and uh, he's yeah. uh, redeemed himself. He's pulled himself out. So, yeah, man, this might be it right here. Uh, if you have them, I, I mean, I was so impressed by when I saw the updates for Grayson Rodriguez. I was this close to sending him. You know you know how it's late at night and and you feel kind of lonely, so you, you text the ex and like, hey, you up? I was about to do that with uh, with our guy James. See, <laughs> hey, uh, are you playing video games? You want to stop and, <laughs> you know, make a deal? But I thought better of it. Like, no, 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 because then I would have to sell the farm to get this yeah. guy. Yeah, and, uh, you, you gotta have some discipline in this game, but uh, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, I mean you, you're seeing that I'm gushing over him, but do you do you see it the same way, or do you see some flaws in his game? Do you see Cy Young in his future? What do you think? I uh, I don't know. I, I the the bigger stadium is definitely going to help him. Um, I think they would be in their right mind that anytime he starts, Adley Rutschman's catching him, which I they could be doing right now. I don't know. Um. But I think I read that they were uh, that they were reunited recently. Yeah, and I, I feel like they just need to. I mean, because he's not a young, super young prospect, I don't believe he's OK. He's 22. So on the younger side. But you want to throw like he has a certain number of bullets. I don't think he's had Tommy John or any sort of major surgery yet. I don't think so. either. Um, get him to the majors. Like, don't waste the bullets that he has now pre-surgery. Yeah, I mean, That's because I'm, I, I'm not saying that he's going to have surgery, but he likely will. I mean, that's what these guys do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I feel like you're wasting it in the in AAA right now. Yeah. Like, I understand that there's some polish that needs to be done. There's some refinement that needs to be done. But yeah, you can't. I don't you know if I'm the Orioles there. You just cannot keep this guy in the minors just to prove what exactly. That he's good. We we know he's good, and yeah. to see how he'll bounce back against uh, uh, guys who are never going to make it to the majors. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, th that's why they're they, those guys are in charge of major league baseball teams, and I'm not. I mean, I'm the same yeah. guy who thought Jerry Klenick was ready to go out of spring training last year, and now he's going to go what second time back yep. down to the minors, second time demoted. Yeah, so people are already giving up on him and talk, calling him a bust. And he's only 22 years old, just like this guy, just like Grace, Grayson Rodriguez. So, yeah. um, and I know we're pretty, both of us are pretty high on Jared Clinic. So don't give up just yet. Just keep an eye on him. And uh, hey, people get, we, we talked about this in the Baseball Life uh, Facebook group this week. People give up on Vladimir Guerrero too. 
after what two seasons in, in Toronto. So yeah, you never it, know when these guys. Uh, and it's especially like, people don't realize that um, Jared Kalenic only had 51 games above a ball in the minor leagues. Mm. 51. He had 21 in double A at the end of 2019, and he had 30 in 2021 at the beginning beginning uh, in AAA before he got called up. And he, you know, was utterly dominant, uh, more so at the AAA level because, you know, well, PCL. Um, but, yeah, 51 games in the high minors. And oh, oh. he comes up and he struggles and we're like, and we wonder why. <laughs> I mean, because that's, that's not really a, a legitimate sample size. It isn't. I mean, that's hardly enough time for the pitchers and coaches of those leagues to figure out, hey, how are we going to pitch this guy? I mean, it's one of those. And then, of course, he comes up to the majors and it's like, oh, he can't hit a breaking ball. Okay. Uh, and that's something major league coaches, pitchers, and scouts can easily figure out, especially when he's played 122 games over double as many as he did in the high minors. Hmm. So, well, well, shoot. Now that's kind of intuitive. We were talking about Grayson Rodriguez, who only has seven starts in, in AAA and only 18 in AA last year. Uh, so maybe maybe we should not be rushing him up. Well, I, I, I mean, that's at, that's at least what a full season's worth. Yeah, uh, that's about 25 starts. I mean, that's I think that's better than 51 games of at bats. Let's see. There's uh, 23 last year for Grayson Rodriguez in both double A and A plus last year. And obviously he got promoted to triple A at the beginning of the, uh, to start the year this year. Yeah. He's only had seven starts and 32 innings pitched. So what's 32 divided by some of that five innings. That's what they do now. That's what they do now in Major League Baseball. Five innings. That's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, in, it, in the minor leagues, it's like it's a strict pitch count. Like you maybe get the five innings, but it's more of like you see them if they get into trouble in that fifth inning, they they don't even finish at halftime. Mm. More so in the lower levels of the minor leagues, that's when you see him just the starter goes out and he pitches for three innings, and you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Corey, uh, big wrestling guy that he is. He woke up this morning with us, and Melvin was already talking garbage to our guy Carlos, uh, who's a Floridian Floridian Mets fan, and uh, it looks like Carlos might go down this week in the podcast league. So we'll see. He's undefeated uh, right now, but Melvin, dun, dun, has him, but Melvin has him up against the ropes. All right. Speaking of the Mets, Thomas, uh, how do you pronounce the name? Chapuki? Zapucky. 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 Uh, I got Sean's two. Guy. I got two keys. I, I got Wisniewski and Zapucky. You know, between the two of them, they can uh, bolster the Polish baseball team, uh, <laughs> national team, I should say. Uh, Zapucky. Yeah, yeah, Zapucky. <laughs> Zapucky, 6'2", 181. Lefty, we got a left-hander in the, in the We in the We had – well, I mean, Grayson Ruiz is a left – no. He's right-handed. Oh, no, uh, Deal Hall's the lefty, yeah. The Deal Hall's the lefty, yeah. I, I, I always confuse those two. I always think Deal Hall's <laughs> the righty and Rodriguez is the right, uh, lefty. But, no, Thomas Zapucky, this is this is a guy who is like Shervian Newton from last week. He <laughs> used to be, you know, one of the top organizational prospects – had a legitimate 70-grade slider. And um, if you look at his first few numbers in 15, 16, uh, his stops in rookie ball and low A, I mean, it's like silly strikeout numbers. K per nine is north of uh, 14, uh, 14 area, 15. And then he got hurt. Then he got Tommy John. He came back, and it was one of those kind of arduous returns from Tommy John. 
missed most of 17, missed all of 18. Uh, didn't come back till late in 19. Uh, the velocity was down, but as he pitched, it came back up. The command was a little off. He was kind of refining, figuring out what pitches he wanted to throw. And really, since he came back from Tommy John in late 2019, uh, he was still at that point 23 years old and an A ball um, due to all the injuries. Uh, finished uh, 2019 in double A with uh, one start. And of course, the 2020 loss season, he spent time at the alternate training site, started off the 2021 year in triple A, and it just didn't it didn't go very well. Um, the velocity never really was there. It was back down after really spiking at the alternate training site and uh, made his major league debut. Wasn't the greatest. He was just kind of thrown out there in garbage time, uh, gave up a few runs, a few strikeouts. Um, in like two or three innings, but this year, this year at 26 years old, I, and, and it's crazy because Thomas Pucky, I remember being, you know, the, the 19 year old prospect who was striking everybody out, Yeah, but um, he's back in triple a uh, this year. No, I don't want his major league game log. I want his minor league game log um, because the thing that we've talked about with the Pucky before, especially amongst Mets fans is he has such a great breaking ball. He should probably be a reliever. Yeah, I mean that that's just kind of like the, the breaking point of it. But he's continuing to start. The Mets really want to use him as a starter. Uh in in his last start on Monday, it was the 10th. So no, that was Tuesday. He went four innings, three hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, which brings him up to a 15.75 K per nine on the year and outlandishly high. 40% strikeout percentage. I don't think he's going to start in the major leagues, but they're definitely trying to build up some innings for him, I think, in the minors. And when he comes up, he could be one of those very valuable multi-inning relievers. Um, the velocity will tick up, and the breaking ball is a legit just out pitch. I mean, it, it is a great – I mean, I, I, it's still 70 grade to me. Um, it took him a while to get it back to that, but that that's – I think it's – Really solid major league multi-inning relief pitcher. Yeah, let me uh, finish this up here then. Uh, yeah, there's the uh, – where did he go? Uh, the, he was supposed to be called up last year, which he did, and it was a pretty disaster appearance for him. This is the uh, report from 2021. There's a 50-55 fastball, no slider, but he does have a 60-graded curveball. Uh, changeup was still a work in progress, and command was still a work in progress, and supposed to top off at 45. Future values at 40, 225 FIP, along with a $1.50 whip so far. And that's what I wrote about him. Inconsistent strikeout percentage in the minors. Uh, I did see, like, there were some stops where he was below 10K per nine, and other times he was uh, above 10. So it just kind of seemed up and down. Uh, uh, let's see. But right now he has a 40% strikeout rate in 2022. He's also been inconsistent with the walks in the minors before. Like, I see some uh, double-digit walk rates as well that, throughout his uh, stops in the minors. Um, is he a fly ball pitcher? Because it looks like, uh, what was his batted ball data? It looks like he was, uh, uh, shoot, I lost Yeah, I mean, I mean, I he's see. not a high ground ball guy, but it's not yeah. like a, an extreme one, like uh, another guy I have on this list. Yeah. Uh, well, right now he's a 41.2% fly ball rate, which is uh, the highest it's been. Double A in 2019, I'm pretty sure that was a, a short stop. Not shortstop, but just a, a quick stop. Yeah, only one game started in 2019, so that doesn't count. 
but yeah, right now he's at 41.2% fly ball rate, uh, again, which is higher than his ground ball rate. So therefore, he's a fly ball pitcher for now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mentioned that he was shelled in his lone appearance in the major leagues in 2021. Uh, but yeah, I, I was going to ask you if he was, if like when I was trying to figure out what this guy was, he just screams relief pitcher. And you just mentioned it right there. And then looking at the Mets current starting rotation, uh, if he's going to make it to the majors this year, it's probably going to be as a bullpen guy. I mean, yeah. in, take your poison. I, Trevor, let me ask you something, man. Trevor Williams or Thomas uh, Zabuki? I mean, for a guy that's you're going to use for like long relief, I'd probably lean Williams. But if you want to bring up someone like Zapucky and use him as a opener consistently, mm. that way you're he's not sitting in the bullpen, not pitching for forever. Because uh, right. that, that's how he got used last year. When he got called up, I think he sat in the bullpen for like six days. And then they're like, okay, we need you to go pitch this garbage time. We're getting killed. And they just left him out there to dry, and he ate pitches. He, I mean, he, he did what that long relief is supposed to do. Right. But if you use him consistently in front of someone like uh, Carlos Carrasco has had trouble uh, in the first few innings in the as a Met, uh, and then you get two different really nasty arm angles. Uh, from Zapucky coming from the left and then Carrasco coming from the right. I, I, I could see Zapucky being a guy that is, you know, like one of those openers, like almost dedicated pitches like twice a week. Um, I don't know. I, I, it'd be an interesting way to utilize him. I wonder how what the Mets have in store for him. All right, let's move on then. Let's go to your guy, Daniel Espino uh, from the Guardians oh. of the Galaxy of the Universe. Uh, are you ready to talk about him? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, that is, th- this is my guy. I have been in on him since he was drafted and he has just i mean his career is video game numbers i mean they are video game numbers against the computer on rookie and you have (laughs) cheat codes active i mean it is just the silliest stuff in the world um he was drafted in the 2019 draft 24th overall by uh the cleveland indians they were the indians then um and he made six starts, only pitched 13 innings. So, you know, just getting his feet wet in professional ball at 18. Oh, yeah. He was a, a, a prep right-hand pitcher, a profile I loathe. I think it's like the scariest thing to get because it's just you can get them anywhere and then they usually don't work. I'm sorry, but, a what uh, now? A, a prep right-handed pitcher, like a oh, high school. Gotcha. A high exactly. school. I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, and it's yeah. like everyone has the, the high velocity and then they lose it after – two outings in the minor leagues and you're like, Oh, I guess they just throw 94 now. But, uh, Daniel Espino is not that guy. Small er framed. He's actually, I think grown a little bit since he was drafted. He's listed at six two two twenty now. And, and, and I just want to point out once again, just like last week, uh, Sean picked up all the big guys and I went with all the little guys, except for Grayson <laughs> Rodriguez. What is going on this year? It's, it's, it's bizarre world where, where I picked the little guys and Sean picked the big guys, and and it's usually the reverse uh, in years past. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, two twenty five. He's a big boy, man. Yeah, I want, when he was in coming out of high school, he was. They were actually concerned about like I think the weight. So he's. Yeah. I think he's added weight. They're worried about it in terms of uh, health related issues. Uh, but twenty twenty one, of course, uh, Espino comes out in twenty twenty. I I will correct myself. He made nine starts in twenty three innings. Lots of strikeouts, um, loses 2020 to COVID, comes back in 2021, uh, makes 20 starts, 
throws 91, almost 92 innings in his K per nine. And A ball was 13 and a half. And then in high A ball, where he spent the other half of the year, 16.16. What out of a starting pitcher? And, and, and it doesn't end there because he comes up, he's in double A. He is advancing levels in double A this year, four starts, a K per nine of 17.18. And an even more impressive K percentage of 51 and a half percent. And I, I watched a couple of his minor league starts. I mean, I literally get minor league first pitch, the minor league at bat at basically just to watch like Espino starts and like other top prospect arms. But I, I watched his and like, he struck out, I think 10 in a row twice, uh, like or 10 out of 12, like 11 out of 15. Yeah. And now he's, he's currently on the IL, uh, a slight knee issue. The arm is fine. Um, it was just a little bit of discomfort. And of course they're not going to take any chances early in the year. Um, but yeah, I watched. Way, yeah. Go for it. Last year uh, when you narrow, when you um, do the qualifier for 40 innings pitch in high a last year, Espino led the league in K per nine at 16.16 other guys that we talked about on the show that uh, show up on the top of the leaderboard here, guys like Kate Cavalli, you remember, yep, you remember yep. him, right? Uh, Asa Lacey, who we talked about yeah. constantly, <laughs> and uh, uh, Matt Brash, Matt Brash, who okay, yeah. was your guy at the beginning. And those are the only guys I recognize here uh, from high A. But yeah, he led, technically he led, if you if you drop it to 40 innings uh, qualifier, he led the entire, uh, all of high A in wow. K per nine at 16.16. Yeah. So that's crazy. Okay, where I, I just had a, a page pulled up and now. And by the way, he was the youngest guy. He's also the youngest guy in the top 30 yep. here. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's well, really. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying he, he just turned 21 back in January. Yeah, that's what I have him down here too on the board here. 21 years old, double A, 6'2, 225 right hander, number one prospect for your Cleveland Guardians, 10th overall. Uh, so yeah, we talked about Max Meyer and uh, Grayson Rodriguez, but this guy Daniel Espino is way up, is right up there as well on this list in terms of the Fangraphs top one twenty. What number are we on? Twenty five, I think. One twenty five. He's ETAs of twenty twenty two. Before we uh, try to figure out if he can fit in with this Guardians team this year, let's look at his uh, uh, grades: seventy eighty fastball, sixty seventy slider. These are almost as good as Grayson Rodriguez's fifty five sixty curveball, forty five fifty five changeup, forty five fifty command. Go ahead. And that's the thing is the starts that I've watched him this year, like the the start where he had uh, against Baltimore. That's that that's what I was looking for the game log. Uh, he pitched five innings. Uh, he gave up three hits, two earned runs, one home run, fourteen strikeouts oh, of the fit of the fifteen available outs. He got strikeouts for fourteen of them. And it's very reminiscent of when I watched Brendan McKay in double A in 2019. He's not using that curveball and changeup really much at all. It's the fastball slider. And seeing a guy pitch like that, where it's just the fastball slider and he's pitching the fastball to both sides of the plate and up in the zone and then just digging sliders. The slider command isn't as good as the guy I'm going to call him to, but Jacob DeGrom. I mean, Jacob DeGrom basically has gone to a two-pitch pitcher. Um, even though his curveball, Jeremy, Jeremy Hefner says it's one of the best curveballs he's ever seen. Um, the changeup was always a great pitch for Jake Grom, but he doesn't have to throw him. He, I mean, he'll throw the occasional changeup versus the lefty, but, yeah. um, 
I remember in spring training this year, they actually, Max Scherzer was yelling at Jacob DeGrom from the, the dugout. And uh, I, I guess he was teasing him to throw a curveball, uh, betting him that he would not throw a curveball. And Jacob DeGrom went out there first pitch of the inning and just throws a, a, a nasty curveball that just locked up the batter, uh, called strike. And then Jacob DeGrom looked over at the dugout and just started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a, like, he is not human. Like that you could have such a great pitch and never really throw it. But uh, yeah, Espino, definitely that fastball slider are crazy good. Once he starts facing more advanced hitters, I, I'd like to see what the, the changeup and curveball actually look like. Cause in the starts I've watched, he doesn't throw it all that much. Yeah. Well, He's supposed to have a future value of 60, 308 FIP, 0, uh, 0.71 whip. Here's what I wrote about him. Ridiculously high strikeout rate. I mean, we just talked about it. Number one in the league last year when you uh, dropped down the qualifying innings pitch. Has shown great control since high A. He's a fly ball pitcher so far in 2022. I'm looking at the roster resources to see who, because they're saying 2022 ETA, which sounds crazy I, to me. I, I was hoping for it uh, until yeah. this injury. Um but you have to think that his innings total from last year came out to about 92, 93 innings. Um, I wouldn't expect them to let him let him throw more than like 125 or 130. Uh, he's at 19 so far. He's going to come, come back from this injury. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind just skipping AAA altogether. Wow. Because I, I, like, I, uh... I, think, I think it's just a stuff thing. I mean, it's like uh, that stuff will play. Like you don't have to see how that stuff plays in AAA. Uh, even if the, the curveball and changeup aren't, you know, as advertised, he's going to get outs. And with a, a somewhat deadened ball, because um, he has given up, basically that's how he's given up his runs so far this year is he's allowed four home runs in those four starts. Um, but if he gets to use the MLB ball, that's, you know, dead as hell. Um <laughs> I don't think he gives up any runs. Like it's like all the fly balls are just going to be lazy outs. And as long as Ahmed Rosario doesn't go, you know, crazy and actually catch the ball and Framiel Reyes can catch the ball, like, or whoever's in right field for them right now. Like God. Yeah. He could be like George Kirby this year. Yeah. There, there you go. All right. Let's move on to Reese Olsen, Tigers farmhand. Uh, that's my pick 22 years old, double a right now. Uh, six, one, one sixty. Geez. Uh, I mean, when I said I picked the little guys, I really meant it. I mean, these guys, some of these guys are really strong here. Right-handed. Go he ahead. needs some milk. Needs some <laughs> beef. Where's the beef? Where's the steak? Where's the chops? He's a six ranked, uh, pitcher for the tigers right now. I mean, we've seen this, we've seen this act before from the tigers and they have not, uh, been very, prominent in when they get called up except for maybe Tariq Skubal but when you guys have, when they have guys like Casey Mize and Matt Manning this is kind of disappointing but Reese Olsen just another guy in a long line of uh, Tigers uh, pitching prospects ETA of 2022 just like Espino um, the grades are 55 fastball 60 slider 50 55 curveball 60 changeup and a command the commando is still a work in progress uh, 30 out of uh, 30 40 grade there uh, 45 future value, despite the fact that his stuff looks pretty good right now uh, in terms of the uh, the prospect grade. Yeah. Uh, and there's the whip, uh, the FIP 294, 103 whip. He was a 395th overall pick, 13th round. Uh, I forgot what draft it was, probably 2021, 2018, sorry, 2018 draft. He's a strikeout artist with some control problems, though. He is a five-ball pitcher in 2022 so far. And there is some delivery concerns when I was reading um, the summary 
over at Fangraphs that they are kind of concerned, which makes sense. Little guy like that who throws for high velocity, uh, this seems to be the theme of the show, little guy who can throw for high velocity. They are concerned that his small frame might not be able to withstand such a violent delivery, but we shall see. Um, as uh, we've seen guys who could throw really hard at uh, very small statures, you know, a guy like, uh, oh, I don't know, Pedro Martinez, who probably looks a lot bigger than some of these guys that we're talking about. But aside from all that, uh, what else do you want to, did you have anything to I, add about Reese Olsen? Here? I, I think it's interesting. I, I've pulled him up on Fangraphs and he was listed as the uh, 13th best prospect traded uh, during the trade deadline of last year. And I was like, huh, because I noticed he was originally a Milwaukee Brewer. And then yeah. he's with the Detroit Tigers. And if Reese Olsen becomes anything, uh, they traded uh, away uh, Daniel Norris. Yeah. Or they, they traded Olsen to get Daniel Norris. Milwaukee did. Yeah. Um, yikes. I've yeah. never, I mean, I, I guess Daniel Norris has been a, like a solid little valuable player but he looked pretty damn good last night against the diamondbacks he struck out the side who does he even have what team is he on right now the cubs he's with the cubs he's, right he's now. on the cubs oh my god yeah I, I honestly shame on me for being a horrible cubs fan i didn't even realize that we had him until last <laughs> night i just turned on the cubs game and there he was okay how is daniel norris only 29 years old too because uh i mean what was I, he I feel out like, of high school too i feel like he's been around for forever uh he yeah. was second round pick in 2011 debuted uh blue jays no yeah blue Blue jays because he was a part of the um reyes oh he he was involved in a couple of big trades i think oh yeah like uh two of them yeah i think Uh, david price too yeah the day yeah david price and maybe maybe reyes um but yeah it's uh debuted in 2014 he's been around for a long time and he's only 29 i would have thought he was like 34 (laughs) yeah man um I mean, he, like you said, uh, he's, uh, he's he started his career at age 19, but right now with the Cubs, he has uh, he's uh, kind of found his niche as a bullpen guy, lefty uh, bullpen guy, uh, has a 36.6 strikeout rate along with a 9.8 walk rate, uh, 387 FIP and a 0.94 whip. So, yeah, he's finally found his niche in the majors after a long, long journey to get here i mean uh, and, it, and and i'm really quick he's a cancer survivor too oh is he i mean it's I a hell of a so, yeah. it's a hell of a niche because even as like a dedicated reliever since 20 after 2019 uh so 2020 through 2022 uh he's made nothing but relief appearances aside from two starts including one this year which i'm sure he was just opening uh he has a 529 era Ooh. but a 3.83 xfip so what do i know <laughs> uh norris is famous for being uh, someone who lived in a van down by the river oh, and he beat thyroid cancer so oh, wow. he's had a he's had a chock full of uh he's had a, a lot of things happening in his life so um but uh, yeah he's now a relief pitcher which a lot of these guys i mean they were talking about the same to get back to uh, reese olsen uh the scouting report says that he might be better off just being a relief pitcher and a lot of these guys might end up being better off being relief pitchers uh just like we found out i found out yesterday yeri rodriguez who was supposed to be a a highly regarded prospect for the texas rangers i know we talked about him last year uh he's now solely doing bullpen duty for the triple a team uh down in texas Mm. so maybe resulson because they're so concerned about his violent delivery that he they might put him in as a relief pitcher but with the stuff that i just mentioned that's highly graded it's kind of like your guy with, uh, what, what I think, uh, who was the guy you were talking It was, was it Chapuki? 
Zapuki. Yeah. They might give the Tigers might give him every opportunity to just stick with uh, being a, a starter to see what if, if some of those uh, other pitches can uh, translate into good starting pitching repertoire. All right. Brian Bello for the Bo Sox. That's Sean's guy, H23 double A right now, 61170. Uh, yet another little guy. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know what I've noticed, Sean? Maybe it's just the fact that the little guys uh, develop faster. I don't know. Maybe. It's always been, I mean, that's always been the, the knock on taller guys, right? That they, they, Like Randy Johnson is the famous yeah. tall guy that took forever. Although the big guy here is uh, Grayson Rodriguez, and he looks excellent. But, uh, yeah, the little guys, maybe they just develop faster and they don't have to uh, do all this uh, mechanic stuff to account for their big size and big height, maybe. Maybe that's why we're seeing such so many uh, of those quote-unquote little guys on the top of those, these leaderboards here. But he's Brian Bello is right-handed, the number eight prospect for the Red Sox, 2022 ETA, 55-60 fastball, 55-60 slider, no curve, but 55-60 changeup. Command might be an issue at 30-40, future value at 45 uh, but so far, he's looking good. 3.14 FIP. Here's what I wrote about him. Great strikeout and control. Consistent ground ball pitcher. And that's all I have for him. What else do you have for Brian Bello? Yeah, it, it's a, a high velo fastball. Um, definitely, I think it's one of those more two-seamer-ish leading to a lot of the ground balls. Uh, the slider, of course, plays up. Uh, this has really been his best year because in the last few years, you know, in, in 2019, he made 25 starts in A-ball. Uh, with great stuff, uh, he had but oh, ERA of nearly five and a half. The the FIP and XFIP were much lower, so probably got screwed over by some crappy minor league defense and a 360 BABIP. But you know, you take the good with the bad. But since 2021, uh, the K percentage has been over 30 consistently, the walk rates uh, have been around eight ish percent since 2021. Uh, batters are not hitting for very high averages against him, uh, letting me know that they're really not getting a great look at him. Uh, and you would think with some of like the guys that Boston's thrown into their rotation lately uh, that Brian Bellow um, probably is going to get a call sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, if you take him and put him on the Red Sox, it's like they're one of those teams where I think they're only a couple of players away from like just going on a run. I mean, just an absolute run. They call up, you know, Cassis and Bello or Jake Room. Like, just inject some life into that lineup. Because uh, right now, it, it honestly feels like a lot of veterans just going through the motions. Uh, Trevor Story, um, Xander Bogarts. I, I think Xander Bogarts is loathing his time there right now. Uh, J- J.D. Martinez is having a, an okay year. Um but it just feels like an older team that's going through the motions. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's just, just, it's the vibe I get from the team. I, I agree with you in that regard. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask, uh, you know, do you see, is that the case that you do you see that ETA being accurate of 2022? And I look at the roster and I'm like, yeah, I mean, they do, do got some guys. We're still waiting on Chris sale to get back up. Michael Waka is injured right now. I don't know how serious his injury is uh, or, or not at this point. Um, but the, they do have some depth. I mean, it's not good depth. And and it's so tenor hook, who is a guy that we've been pretty high on this show, uh, not living up to a lot of the ex- high expectations that we had on him, but he can also be an option to go back into the yeah. rotation one of these days. And it's like, but even, yeah, it's, even uh, some of the middle relief in that bullpen, it's just like, okay, that's a guy, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like in the, 
you're you're just putting him out there, and if he gives up a run, you're like whatever. But it's like if you brought up some of these minor league arms and went the way of the Cardinals and let them kind of dip their toes in the water coming out of the bullpen, like yeah, you you get young life on the team. You, you don't have thirty year old Matt Strom or thirty uh, five year old Ryan Brazier. Like Matt Barnes, you can just relegate to whatever duty you want because he just does not need to be closing games. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not crazy about that roster as a whole right now. It just seems yeah. like something's out of place. Yeah, and I was pretty uh, high on them in terms of if everything falls into place, I could see them winning the division is what I said on the, on the uh, previous show. I still had them finishing in fourth, I believe. But, uh, yeah, a lot of those arms that you just mentioned, I actually kind of like those guys. But yeah. uh, so far, they have not been very productive this year. So maybe there is some. I mean, you got nothing to play for at this point. If you're worse than the Orioles, yeah, you're in, you're in deep trouble here. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Brian Bellow see what he can do out of the bullpen and hopefully in the rotation. But and, and we'll see. But Brian, Brian Bellow and Jake Room, and th- these are all guys that are already on the 40-man. Like, yeah. you, you don't have to get rid of somebody on the 40-man. Like, you can just promote them. Like, right. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I forgot that roster resource updates uh, their minor league uh, baseball players and rankings. I, and I don't know what formula they use, but it seems like it's more production based than uh, than uh, subjective or, or, or scouty based. Mm-hmm. Right now, Brian Bell is the 30th best prospect in the minor league baseball, going to the roster resource grade here. Hmm. And number two in double A is what I see. Oh, sorry. That's number two double A in terms of innings pitch. So that doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter, but the 30th overall, I mean, that's pretty darn good, uh, especially for the Red Sox who have nothing else going for themselves right now. Yeah, okay. For sure. Ta- well, here's a team that has a lot going for themselves. Taj Bradley for the Tampa Bay Rays. Felipe's pick, 21-year-old, double A, uh, 6'2", 190. Some of these guys, 190, 180, 160. Eats, do they not feed these guys? <laughs> oh, that, wasn't that a big thing too? That man, we need to be fed. We need to have money for this. <laughs> anyway, uh, number nine prospect for the Rays. Uh, he's his ETA is 2023, and with the Rays, yeah, it might be even longer than that. So, but he is a very interesting player. 60 65 fastball slider is in the 40s, so that's nothing to brag about. Changeup is in the low uh, 30s. Uh, sorry, it is 30, but potential to be 45 same thing with the command it's a 45 plus future value currently in uh in double a 309 fip 0.79 whip former fifth round pick 150 overall draftee steady strikeout guy and has improved his control uh over the years but uh, it is the raise in taj brantley the lack of uh, secondary pitching is uh, being graded highly makes me think he's a future bullpen guy but is that the way you see him I don't know. I think Taj Bradley is kind of one of those arms that Tampa finds and is just more than the sum of its parts. Uh, Yeah. Because you look at him and since 2019, uh, the K percentage has stayed between 10 and really 11, just in that little range. It hasn't. And this is versus, you know, from rookie ball to double A. So it's like, even though he's facing advanced competition, like he's keeping it. And then since 21, you know, the walks per nine have been 2.7, 2.7, So he, it really, it feels like he's getting better as he faces the more stiff competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's a weird, like he's, he's, he's a Tampa arm. I mean, 
Tampa will find these guys. You know, this was a, a fifth round draft pick in 2018. So relatively high, but not crazy high. And they just seem to just ounce, you know, milk every last ounce of, you know, production they can out of yeah. some of these guys. And uh, I know we really, we, we try not to care about results, you know, in the minor leagues. It's more about, you know, a process, but with right. a lot of, with a lot of these guys, the, the only way we can look at them is through a scout line or through a little 30 second video from a, a video home camera, like 10 rows back in the, the stands. But right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I give Tampa the benefit of a doubt here. Uh, I think they might be onto something with uh, Taj Bradley. Well, it's always a risk to draft any Tampa Bay Ray player, uh, pitcher, I should say, because uh, uh, for for all the reasons that we explained on the show, um, they like you just mentioned some of what, what was the, the whole of their parts is better than I, yeah, I yeah always, better than the sum of their parts. Yeah, I always butcher that saying, even though I'm a sociology major. That was one of the big <laughs> things that was uh, taught to us, and I always butcher it. But it's the Rays, right? I mean, Taj Bradley, they might see, you know what, you're better in middle relief than you are as a starting pitcher. And then eventually, you know what, we need you to be a starter like they did with Drew Rasmussen. Who I, I, from the Brewers, I know for a fact that they looked at Drew Rasmussen and they thought, yeah, he's going to be a starter, but not right now because we need him in the bullpen. Yeah. But now he's starting every game. Shane McClanahan, former bullpen guy. So maybe hey, maybe that's what the rest I should copy. These are all former bullpen guys. Ryan Yarbrough, remember he was the guy who, uh, the opener. One of the uh, one of the yeah. pioneering openers, and then Corey Kluber. <laughs> okay, so interesting little thing that I'm digging on Taj Bradley here, which really makes me want to dig more. Um, since 2019, uh, his batting average against in 2019, 216 in rookie ball, 165 in A ball, 204 in high A ball, 193 in double A. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Because he's not like a super high fly ball rate, but he's not a super high ground ball rate either. Like, what is he throwing? I I really want to now go do more digging on him after the show. Yeah, he probably should and report back here. But, uh, yeah, I also noticed that he gives up a ridiculously high amount of, uh, at least from what I've been seeing from these guys, opposite hit rate of 40.03. That has got to be one of the highest I've seen um, when when I was doing this uh, project here. Um, so I'll double check as we move on quickly to who's our guy now. Ty Madden of the Tigers. That's Sean's guy. So let's yep. go. Not, I'm not, I'm pretty sure he's not related, related to any of the Madden athletes that are out there. But You see, I'm shocked that you haven't done it yet because I was expecting that the second you saw a name of Madden, you were just going to instantly start hitting me with the like your history of Madden. Uh, what, yeah. what's, what are the things called? Um, Foot. Video no games? The, no, like when they uh circle on the screen, uh, the oh the telestrator. Oh, yeah, well, telestrator. he's not here as time man. He's with the tigers. And he's gonna throw uh, right by right by him, and then he's gonna attack him in the secondary with his secondary and throw a slider down and in. <laughs> Boom! Tough acting to acting. All right, let's see here. We're, we're doing double A. So I'm, I'm multitasking here, Sean. I'm multitasking. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious about this opposite hit rate. And oh. Taj Bradley is fifth overall in opposite hit rate. Uh, the other guys on this list, are, they're much older than he is. Uh, Bradley is listed at 21. What do I have? Yeah, 21 years old. And then the guys above him are guys like Ryan Watson, Domingo Robles, Alec Casena, and Matt Castillo. And those guys are between 23 and 26 years old. So I don't know what that says about Bradley, but it just 
speaks of his maturity at such a young age to be able to have that wherewithal to give up all, or maybe that slider is just forcing hitters to throw it outside, uh, uh, forcing hitters to uh, go the opposite way. Yeah. Or uh, uh, right-handed hitters to go the opposite way. Or maybe that fastball is so enticing that they just can't help but swing and he's pitching it away from left-handers and it goes straight to the third base or shortstop. I don't know, but uh, that's more of a you thing than a me thing. I just kind of noticed that the opposite hit rate was pretty high. And sure enough, it is top five in all of double A. All right, we were talking about boom, Ty Madden, Tigers, Sean, Sean's guy, 22 years old in high eighth, uh, 6'3", 215 pounder, right-handed pitcher. And there are no grades to speak about. And you know what, Sean? I wanted to talk to you about that really quick because my guys, uh, when I was doing the filtering over at, on the fan graphs, there was a lot of guys that did not have a grade. And, and, and the reason I went with the guys I went with on this list is because they did have the grades and the other guys didn't. Um, so I... <laughs> That's cause like I said, I, I don't know much about these guys. I mean, we're talking about bottom of the bottom here. I mean, and, and even Ty Madden, I'm pretty sure you're going to give me a reason as to why you picked them. A very good reason as to why you picked them. But 569 FIP at the moment with a 133 whip ha, currently has a 386 strikeout per walk ratio. So at least uh, his walks are in control. So that, that means he must be giving up a lot of hits. Yep. Has given up more hits than innings pitch along with a 28.8 line drive rate. He's a former second-round pick, 32nd overall selection. I believe he's in the 2021 draft, if I yep. remember correctly. Uh, so, Ty Madden, what's up with that? Yeah, in, in this, I'm sure the six home runs don't help as well. It comes out to a 2.31 <laughs> home run per nine. But, hurt me, but, yeah. but, yeah, Ty Madden was a guy I really liked and uh, for, for the Mets last year in the draft. A really complete college arm. I believe he was out of Texas. Uh, he was drawing some comparisons to Matt Harvey uh, at the time, and he actually he fell. Um, he he went all the way down to uh, he was kind of expected in the top half of that draft, you know, not to really get past fifteen. And Detroit was able to get him thirty second overall as a one of the competitive balance picks at the end of the you know, first round. And I think he's going to be a solid starter for him. Like I said, I haven't really seen him pitch all that much. He's only made six starts. But I, I always am partial to college arms. I'm kind of the same way with college hitters. I just I, I will pick the the floor of a college guy over the 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 ceiling of some of the the prep guys. And I, I know I miss out on some talent when I do that, but you know I don't miss as much uh, overall. Uh, but Ty Madden, really complete pitcher. And of course, I'm not going to freak out over. I mean, he, he's got a 69% left on base percentage, 290 BABIP, which isn't insanely high, but yeah, 24 hits and 23 innings. Um, mainly just looking at the strikes and walkouts here. Solid start to his career. Um, yeah, I, I like him. Like I said, he's a complete pitcher, solid command. Uh, just got to quit giving up the dingers. And of course, I'm not able. I'm not sure where Detroit is playing their A ball with all the minor league adjustments. Shufflings, and, yeah, yeah, and well, it, where it actually is, if it's a hitter friendly environment or not. Because some of these parks, you know, like the league itself will be pitcher friendly, but then you have like one park where just everyone just goes crazy at. So, uh, let's see, high A ball team. And I have to, oh, of course, it gives me today's uh, Orioles versus Tigers game. Oh, here. Uh, do we trust Wikipedia? Because <laughs> they're saying it's West. They're the West Michigan Whitecaps. Ah, so that would be. I wonder what league that is. Is that going to be high A? 
the Midwest League. Okay. Oh, sorry. The mid, yeah, the, well, because like they were just doing like for all that time, it was like high A Central or high A East. And like they had gotten rid of the league names. And I was like, because it was like, it wasn't even the Brooklyn Penn League in 2021. Right. But finally in 2022, they've they've gone back to having the names. So that's fun. Uh, Ty Madden, uh, line drive rate, I told you it was a 28.8% when I uh, dropped it down to 10 innings pitch for the qualifier um oh he does qualify anyway uh he is 21st out of 372 pitchers that are listed here 21st overall in terms of line drive rate so it's pretty darn high but we just talked about it with the previous guy was it uh Taj Bradley I think right no uh with the opposite hit rate 45.6 percent that has to be oh there it is 30th overall 30th overall so uh maybe it's just unluckiness yeah so in his first four starts um he combined for 18 innings an era of two 18 strikeouts only four walks and then in his last two starts he's gone five and a third given up 15 hits and nine earned runs uh two home runs so uh, he's given up He's given up a home run in every start, but in those first four, I mean, it was that was it was the home runs and that was it. Uh, these last two starts, he's given up yeah the fifteen hits and five and a third, so it might just be a little small little sample size in the last two starts, kind of shading over his first four starts. But uh, like I said, I like him. I like the reports that were coming out on him in high school, just yeah. a, like a solid complete pitcher because I, I want to say it's a like a four pitch mix. Uh, slider over curve, but he throws both and uh, fastball changeup as well. So, uh, also on that list, uh, of the uh, as I have like way too many windows open now, I see a name of Cole Percival for the Dodgers. Any uh, relation? I believe he is. I'm trying to open up this LA Times thing, but it wants me to uh, oh, okay. they want your money, my, <laughs> they want my money. Yeah, so I'm just I'm trying to uh. I did see uh, – ah, crap. All right, let me let me see if I can reopen it really quick. I thought I saw the headline just like his dad, and I want to make sure that, that his dad is son of Angel's Troy Percival. Yeah, yep, there so, you yeah, go. that's a relation there. Maybe we should have talked about him instead. <laughs> huh. Troy Percival. So, yeah, man, that's uh, we're, we're now at that point where we're starting to see a lot more of these uh, uh, sons of, uh, of Major League fathers. And uh, Cole Percival, 31st round – 31st round uh, selection in the 2017 June amateur draft, 922nd overall. You think he's going to be good one day? I mean, what was what was Jacob DeGrom? Jacob DeGrom was ninth round. Seth Lugo was like 30. I think Seth Lugo was in the 30th something round, too. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and he's a big boy, too, 6'5, 220. So maybe he's just taking a while to, uh, to develop. But yeah, this numbers are nothing really to brag about right now. Like he, yeah, nothing to brag about right now. So that's Cole Percival. Uh, all right, we're finally done here. Uh, who's our next guy? I'm, I'm lost. Let's go with Calvin Ziegler of the Mets. 19-year-old A-ball as I'm kind of up against the clock here. Six foot, 205-pounder right-handed pitcher. Again, no grace to speak about. Uh, 271 FIP, 0.99 whip. Selected in the second round, 46 overall. 41% strikeout rate, but he has struggled with control. Has a 3.4 hit per nine 
number there. So he does not give up a lot of hits. He's a fly ball pitcher. I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with it. Is that, is that the guy you were talking about? Oh, I got a fly ball pitcher here. Uh, no, Espino was like the extremely high fly ball. Um, yeah, Espino, when he does give up contact, um, it's a lot of fly balls, and hence why he had a, a kind of high home run ra- home run rate so far this year. Oh, my God. We still got two pitches to go, don't we? Yep. My guys. Ah, oh, crap. All right. All right. Go ahead. Okay, so Calvin Ziegler is a really interesting arm. Um, he was part of the Mets' uh, 2021 uh, draft class, and really in the last few drafts, we've seen the Mets kind of go after these pitchers that, you know, one would quote as stat cast darlings. I know there's people out there that just hate that term, but uh-huh. you know, the guys that at a young age have already shown almost just an innate, innate ability to spin the ball uh, without much uh, trouble, you know, without much instruction, because if they can do that without you having to teach them how, when you teach them how it's going to get even better. But Calvin Ziegler, really interesting path to the draft a Canadian right-hander uh, who had moved down to Florida uh, and t- went to uh, TNXL Academy, probably one of those like IMG, I guess, type schools. Uh, it's a face-better competition, and that led to him getting drafted. I believe it was in the uh, yeah second round, 46th overall. Um, I, they went a little above slot to get him, and of course they had to pry him away from Auburn, the little local team, but he is striking out everyone in the world down in Abel at St. Lucie, like you said, 14.42 strikeout percentage. And you, you look at the, the strikeout totals just by game and you're like three, he has two starts of three and a third where he struck out seven, a four and a third where he struck out nine, five and two thirds where he struck out nine. Um, and it's really the, the plus plus breaking ball uh, fastball sitting up in the zone and then just hitting, hitting them with this, this curveball that is just insanely good, um, high spin rate and the whole nine yards. So uh, we'll see how he does once he starts facing, you know, more advanced competition. But uh, really liking Calvin Ziegler so far. All right, let's move quickly. Move on to my guys here. I, I, I thought we were almost done here, but I guess I got two more players to go here. Andrew Abbott, 28, 23 age. High A, six foot, one eighty, left hand. So there's my lefty right there. I, I was, there you go. <laughs> I didn't realize. Uh, I thought I was going to go the whole thing without mentioning in, uh, any left-handed pitchers on my end, but Andrew Abbott just snuck in there. Twenty-first overall uh, prospect for the Reds, ET of twenty twenty-five, which is really weird to see because he's already twenty-three years old. So what? He'll be twenty-five, twenty-six if that ETA is true. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go. I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. Uh, 50-55 fastball, no slider, but he has a curveball, which is uh, potentially at 60 for graded, 45-50 changeup, which is pretty darn good, 30 out of 45 uh, command, which uh, is kind of the low end, future value 40, 191 FIP, 085 whip. Here's what I wrote about him. Uh, 53rd overall draftee, and that's a second-round pick right there. Huge strikeout potential with great control, improving ground ball rates and only has nine career starts in the pros. So there's a lot uh, to prove for Andrew Abbott, but so far he has uh, uh, pretty much dominated everywhere that he's been. Um, there is a concern with the, it being a small sample size and not getting much uh, competition. But uh, I know when I mentioned uh, Andrew Abbott to you, and oh, it looks like he got called up to double A already. Yep, he made one start in double A Chattanooga, five and two thirds, struck out 12, Woo! gave up only three hits, no walks. 
go pick them up right now. Shoot, they, they might have to adjust. Oh, yeah, that, that, I was just going to say that before you noticed. I was like, yeah, he's already in double A. That, that ETA is off. <laughs> wow. All right. Andrew Abbott. Uh, I, well, when I mentioned Andrew Abbott, like, I don't know anything about high A pitchers, let alone high A. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, high A hitters, let alone high A pitchers. But when I mentioned Andrew Abbott, you kind of, ooh, that's a good one. I almost picked them. So what do you like about Andrew Abbott really? Quickly? So, of course, you know, Cincinnati has shown this ability to really develop pitching. And much like Tampa and Cleveland and uh, Houston, they, you know, of course, they had hired uh, Kyle Bodie. He's no longer with them. But, you know, he set up the infrastructure for them to develop pitching. Uh and they definitely are going after those types. They feel like they can get the most out of uh, when they traded for Chase Petty um, during in the Sunny Gray trade. But Andrew Abbott was drafted in the second round, fifty third overall. He was mainly a reliever uh, in college um, for the first three years. Was always very good, low ERA, good strikeout numbers, good walk numbers. Um, only six feet tall, and then he started his senior year, and. He started, you know, people were like, oh, maybe this guy can be, you know, a starter. Um, apparently, he was coached, and people are worried that he might have some reliever in him, that he might not be a true starter. Um, yeah. But even if that happens, uh, I think he will be fine as a bullpen guy. Uh, he was coached by none other than Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. I don't think he's in yet. Billy Wagner. Uh, so another... Uh, Billy Wagner of course, is coaching a guy that's only six foot lefty throws hard. I mean, w- what could go wrong there? That's, I mean, because Wagner's, Wagner's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? Yeah, I'm looking that up right now, but I don't see. Yeah, I don't think he uh, is. Him. No, he's been criminally uh, oh, left God. out. It's terrible. We, we always bring him up as someone that needs to be in the Hall of Fame already. I, I know that. Well, it's, he's no Mariano Rivera. Well, we're not asking for him. Mariano Rivera, I mean. Billy Wagner, not to yeah. make this into a Hall of Fame show, but 422 saves. I mean, if that's the criteria to meet uh, for relief pitchers to get a shit ton of saves, then be consistent. Put yeah, him in the, there. They, they say that Abbott uh, in some starts, you know, he's closer to 90 to 92, but that sometimes in the game you will see it go up to 95, 98. But even at the lower velocity, it plays up because it has some of the best um, vertical break riding life. Uh, in the entire draft class. So that if, if that doesn't scream Cincinnati wanted him, I'm sure they had seen his, his driveline data and were like, yep, we want that guy. <laughs> and uh, they made sure to go out and get them. Uh, throws a um, 12 to 6 breaker and a, a little right. solid change that they're trying to develop as a third pitch since he had spent so much time in the bullpen. So that's pretty cool. Uh, doing this project, I accidentally found a gem in Andrew Abbott. That's what it's all about. You know, this yeah. is why we why I mockingly call this. Uh, well, I used to back when I was writing for Excellent Sports on a regular basis. I was calling this, uh, you know, looking for waiver wire guys and even minor league guys. I call it diamond mining because yeah. you're just looking for those diamonds in the rough. And, and so after his double A start this year, that brings him up to 52 strikeouts to only seven walks and his 32 and two thirds innings between high A Daytona and double A Chattanooga. Oh man. That, that that's a I mean 52 strikeouts to seven walks. That's that'll make your ears perk up and listen. <laughs> I started the we started the show talking about Grayson Rodriguez, who's a big hulking mass, and now we're 
and how excited <laughs> I am. Six foot lefty. <laughs> it's a six foot lefty, but I'm all, I'm excited about both of those guys. Billy Wagner, by the way, 5'10", 180. Andrew yep. Abbott, as I mentioned, six foot, 180. So a lot of similarities there. And the last guy, Andrew Alejandro, sorry, Alejandro Hidalgo of the Los Angeles Angels of Orange County, California, Inland Empire, whatever they're called now, Southern California <laughs> Angels, 19-year-old, A-ball, 6'1", 160, right-hander, the 11th best prospect for the Angels right now. He has an ETA of 2024. Uh, fastball is supposed to uh, eventually reach a 50 level. Right now it's at 40. Uh, curveball is at a 50 out of 60 potential, 40 out of 50 for the changeup, 20 out of 45, unfortunately, for the command. 40 oh, future God. value. <laughs> yeah. 40 future value, 247 FIP, 107 whip. Uh, he currently has a strikeout per walk ratio of five to one. So that's pretty good. He's looked much improved in 2020 uh, uh, in the 2022 season, which is only his second year in, the, in pro ball. And uh, I added that he was a Venezuelan pitcher. And uh, he misses a lot of uh, induces, no, induces a lot of pop-ups as well. I did see a little bit of video on him um, just out of curiosity. And uh, uh, it was, I mean, it, it's not as fun watching pitchers, you know, like you mentioned from behind the, 10 rows back or whatever the description yeah. you use. Not as fun as it was uh, looking at, at, at hitters. Uh, with my guy warming Vernable was a lot more fun to look at swinging <laughs> than it was uh, to see uh, Hidalgo uh, pitching. But there's another guy who might, they're reporting that if he can't figure out how to be more consistent, that they might just boom him to the bullpen. But uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the Angels are going to give him every opportunity to uh, you know, be a starting pitcher. Do you know anything else about this I, guy? I had never heard the, about this guy before in my life until you sent me that message with him on it. But yeah, <laughs> he's definitely, I mean, he's 19 years old, uh, already has, you know, the, I guess the walks are solid this year, um, but could be like a fast track reliever. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's all I got on Alejandro yeah. Hidalgo. Yeah. Well, he's only a teenager. I mean, command yeah. is uh, a, a, a worrisome there. Uh, and a lot of the, the reports say, yeah, he's going to be a relief pitcher if he can't figure this out. But let, we'll see. Well, let's take a let's you know let's calm down on the on, on that relief pitcher talk. Let's give him a chance as a starter. Uh, like I said, the few uh, pitches that I, I just kind of quickly scanned, uh, he did get. Uh, not, well, I'm not going to say lit up, but uh, I could definitely see that a lot of hitters were able to uh, just hit the ball with authority. He does have a very high pull rate. Uh, of 59.7%. I'm not sure if that is normal or not, but it doesn't look like it's normal. That's probably the highest I've seen when I was doing these, uh, uh, when I was doing this project uh, the other night. And uh, of course, now that I, I'm looking for it, I can't find it. Wait, is it here? Oh yeah, fifth, number five uh, in all of A-ball right now. Number five uh, pull rate at 59.7%. So that is kind of a concern. Um I don't know if you rec- you might recognize in some of these names. I, I feel like we we've, we've heard about Luis Palacios before. I don't know if that's a name that rings a bell, uh, but other mm-hmm. than that, I really don't recognize any of these other names here. So anyway, that is the twelve minor league prospects that we wanted to talk about today, from AAA all the way down to A ball. Uh, Sean, any last words from you today? No, that was fun as always. You know, I, lo- I love when we take a little break to uh, talk about some of the minor league guys and. Then when we revisit in a few months and see how he did. Oh yeah, that's. Probably, I mean, I've been I've been uh, revamping this. I just sent you the spreadsheet and uh, uh, early this morning. As you see, I I went ahead and consolidated it uh, with all our past uh, minor leaguers that we talked about in the past. So uh, yeah, that's probably the best part of it is just to see what happens after we're done talking about these guys and uh, do. 
do they meet up our expectations or do no. they just become bullpen guys? Like a lot of these pitches are seemingly a lot of these pitches are going to become anyway, but uh, yeah, next week we probably are going to have to do a, a waiver wire show um, as uh, it is. Wow. It's going to get to late May. It seems like the season just started uh, not too long ago and it's already yeah. Memorial day weekend coming up soon. And it's uh, it's getting down to, um, well, I mean, it's a long season, but still, yeah. you want to you want to set yourself up for success later on in the year. For Sean, I am Felipe. We will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Adios.